Welcome everybody, this is your man Brother Red with another episode of No Vultures. Today we're going to chop it up with special guest Sun L to discuss the upcoming JLA Snyder Cut coming out on HBO Max March 18th. Sit back, relax, and we're going to chop it up with your man Brother Red and Sun L. You're listening to No Vultures. Thank you, brother. Brother Red, for bringing me here into your podcast and No Vultures. I appreciate it. A little bit about me. Uh, I'm the perfect guy to talk about this uh, Snyder Cut movie, The Justice League. I've been uh, keeping an eye on it for a very long time, and I'm glad that finally it's going to show up just in a few weeks from now. Uh, I'm basically a nerd. You can call it a nerd. Uh, I like all comic books. I like anime, but specifically I like DC more. If you tell me which one I prefer more between DC and Marvel, it'll be DC. Not taking nothing against Marvel, but DC is what I like the most. Word. Okay, now, all right, son, because um, I, I noticed, you know, you took the name Sun L, uh, very similar to Kal L, and, that, and that's dope. Uh, my question for you is uh, you said, you know, you like DC, you're more of a DC guy versus Marvel. Correct. I know there's some comic book heads out there that are going to be like, hey, what about all the independent uh, mm-hmm. uh, franchise houses out there and all the other independent comic book houses? Uh, that's another episode. Today, we're going to stick, you know, to the big boys, which is DC and Marvel, in particular DC. Now, uh, son, what is it about the DC uh, universe that you favor uh, versus the Marvel universe? What are those things about DC that you really enjoy and you say, okay, you know what? I just have, I, I like them a little bit more than, than Marvel. Well, I basically, as a kid, grew up just watching more DC because when you're a kid, you just watch whatever is in TV and what you like the most. And DC happened to be more on TV, the cartoons, especially, for example, the Justice League animated series. Uh, not that Marvel didn't show their stuff, but there was basically not a lot of variety compared to uh, DC. And, well, Superman is, my, you know, my favorite. That's why I, I grew up. I remember my dad buying me a toy of Superman, and from there is basically where I... It kicked off with me watching more superhero shows and, and you know and, and animated movies and cartoons. So that is exactly why I prefer DC more. And on top of that, I feel DC tells more of a story compared to Marvel. I feel like Marvel is just more action, 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 which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, of course, as a kid, you just want right. to watch the action. But right. as you get a little older, you you want to watch you know you want to tell a story. And I feel DC does a better job on that and i'm not talking about the movies i'm talking about the cartoons that's what i saw that's what i in my personal opinion i saw on the cart- on the cartoons so if other people see it differently that's fine everybody has an opinion on that but i think that's exactly why i preferred just dc more and j- just to add another thing i feel like in dc uh, characters they're more superheroes they're like more supers like superman obviously no there's no real superman here there's no right. actual green lantern you know there's no actual flash right Unlike in Marvel, where you see more like uh, like the Hawk guy, it's like Hawk yeah, guy, yeah. It, it's cool. But I mean, he he. I mean, if a meter's coming at us, what is he gonna do? Throw a right? A, <laughs> yeah, give me a break. So that's why I like DC heroes slightly more than Marvel. Okay, and I can roll with that. And I know that you know with DC and their mythos, because you know that you know I'm a big comic book nerd, yeah. and uh, as well. And um, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, it's pr- particularly with the mythos. Uh, of DC and Marvel, Marvel, and it's funny, and we talked about this where, you know, Marvel is based in real cities, so New York, LA, Chicago, so on and so forth, 
versus D.C. where they've got um, cities that are analogous to real life cities. So you got Metropolis, which may or not be Chicago. You know, it's always kind of a thing where it depends on who the writer is for D.C. or the writers at the time or the, you know, the the editor-in-chief, what they want to do with some of these cities. Gotham is, you know, a.k.a. New York City, Mm -hmm. uh, Coast City, you know, that's where, you know, Green Lantern, I believe, hangs out. You know, is that supposed to be Oakland or San Fran or San Diego? You know, and, and the thing about uh, D.C. is they also throw in regular cities to boot. So it's like they've got their fictional cities and then they've also actually used uh, uh, real life cities and real life countries. And so uh, that's one thing that I think some people disconnect and they're like, OK, well, Marvel, you know, they're a little bit more grounded because, you know, Peter Parker, Spider-Man is from New York City, you know. Uh, they, you know, they saw, okay, when the Hulk transformed, when Bruce Banner, you know, he, he was, you know, that happened in New Mexico, I believe, uh, there at, at one of the, the testing ranges for, I believe it was the Air Force. I think they were, you know, testing out a gamma bomb or something. In fact, it was a gamma bomb that Dr. Bruce Banner was working on. So I, I get where you're coming from there. Um, and I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit, just in the sense I see the other side where people who like Marvel, you know, they, they tend to like it because of that. But but again, getting back to what you were saying, and I agree, DC tells better stories. It seems like their heroes uh, are made of stuff that are legend, if you want to use that phrase. Yes. And, I, and I think that that's something where DC, uh, their characters almost seem like gods. Mm-hmm. And that's something, like, if you read the comics, particularly DC, they allude to that quite a bit. And, you know, and that's one of the big things Lex Luthor, you know, he always says, you know, Superman is not a god. You know, he's an alien. He's not above us, though. And so that's a theme that I think that for a lot of people, the reason why they tend to go with DC, maybe over Marvel, just what you were saying, they feel like those characters are a little bit more, uh, even bigger than life. And they they seem like, like you said, true superheroes in the sense that they're almost like godlike figures versus the Marvel heroes. You know, it seems like uh, because they do, they're kind of grounded in, in reality, um, they don't seem so fantastical, yeah. if that's a fair yeah, way to say that. Yeah, that would be one way to say it. And yeah, like you say, I, a lot of people do like, you know, like Captain America, you know, well, I wouldn't say Iron Man, because well, he's a regular human being, but he's got the suit, but, right. you know. Those heroes are cool as well because I like Green Arrow a lot. He he's one of my favorites. He's probably my top five. But uh, but when I say when I think of heroes, I think something that's super. It's gotta be like super. Can he over save the top? Us? He has to save us. If Godzilla shows up, I hate to say it, but you know Green Arrow ain't gonna do nothing to him. No. Batman. Well, I mean Batman. You know Batman's always ready. You can say that, but Batman ain't gonna stop him. All right. No. He. I mean, no. Spider Man ain't stopping him either, so I need someone who's gonna like. I'm gonna say like, oh, thank God he's here. We're power up. Yeah, you know. So you want Green Lantern? You're like, hey, I need Green Lantern or Wonder Woman or Superman. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, yeah. Bring him one of the big guns. Yeah. So you're not. So you're more of a fan of you know. You want to see the big guys and the big guns do big things. Yeah. Correct. Right. Which I mean, that's just my taste. I know everybody's got their own taste, but that's just how I see it when it comes to heroes and that's why I like DC more because I feel they have more like you said God tier heroes okay so right. that is that's what my take on that 
All right. Okay, everybody. Well, that's my man, son L. He's giving you his feelings about Marvel versus DC. We're gonna we're up against our first break. We're gonna come right back, and when we come back, we're gonna chop it up about the Snyder Cut. We are both very very excited to uh, be able to talk about the Snyder Cut coming up. Uh, I know. He and I have been going back and forth since they announced the Snyder Cut, how excited we were because, uh, and we'll share here in a little bit, um, what we uh, hope to see, what we think we're going to see. And then uh, also, uh, we're going to also talk a little bit about some of the controversies that have surrounded uh, the Justice League of America movie, in particular, the Snyder Cut. So go ahead. Get your popcorn, grab yourself something to drink, go to the restroom, anything like that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, listen to uh, our sponsor, No Vultures. This is your man, Brother Red. All right, everybody. This is your man, Brother Red. We're back with Sun L. And we're chopping it up, doing the knowledge, talking about the Snyder Cut. What's up, Sun L? Hi, how you doing, brother Ray? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, do the knowledge with us and uh, give us a little bit of info about the Snyder Cut, the date, uh, when it's going to drop, and some other key information. I, I know there's some things that's, that's been on your mind uh, about the cut. So go ahead and uh, drop some knowledge for us. Well, thank you very much for giving my time, uh, Brother Red. Uh, well, the Zack Snyder Cut, as, as many of you know, it was a myth in the past, when back when the Josh Whedon version of the Justice League came out. Uh, people were saying, it's just release the Zack Snyder Cut, release the Zack Snyder Cut. Nobody really knew if it actually existed or not. Finally, last year, they, yeah, it was last year in 2020, they finally announced it. It was going to come out, so all the fans were happy about it. And I'm excited for it. I'm assuming you're excited for it too. And it's finally not even that by itself. It's gonna have a release date, which is in less than three weeks on March 18. So it's gonna be exactly four hours with one minute long. So make sure you don't watch it very late unless you're a late nighter. If you're not one of those, then you should watch it. You know, on the weekends, especially if you have to go to work the following day. So um, I'll be talking about some the controversies that happen around this movie, you know, with Zack Snyder, Josh Whedon, and my boy, Ray, uh, I was about to call him Ray Allen, I'm sorry, Ray Fisher, also known as Cyborg, and I'll be giving my details and my thoughts on on that situation, on, on Ray versus basically Warner Bros. executives. Okay. All right, yeah. And, you know, I'm excited. Um, I know that we're going to see some different things in the true vision um, of what Zack Snyder was trying to do, piecing um, his version of the Justice League movie um, that went along with uh, Batman v Superman. And so uh, looking at some of the, um, just the visuals and thinking back about to some of those visuals, um, we saw a lot of uh, iconic moments in the DC pantheon, particularly with Batman and Superman and we saw a lot of those iconic shots and you can see where he was blending some of the storylines. And then uh, when the Justice League movie came out, 
Um, there were so many things where people were thinking like, what the heck is going on? One thing that I remember that everybody was like, okay, why is this even in the movie was the uh, vision that Batman had about Superman. You remember that? Yes. Yeah, and what yeah. was what was your thoughts about that? You remember how like they had the whole thing with Batman had this nightmare vision, but it was never explained. What what were you thinking like when you saw that in the Justice League? The I, I'm gonna call it the Whedon cut. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, when that happened, uh, I knew that's when. Okay, this is clearly where Josh Whedon interfered and decided to cut this part off. I don't know why he decided to cut it off. Maybe he thought it wasn't, you know, or I don't know if it was even him. Maybe the executives told him, hey, you know what? Cut that part off. Maybe we didn't want her to keep it, but we just don't know the what actually happened. So I'm just going to assume we didn't decide to take it off. And it's and it's, uh, uh, it's not a good thing for him to take it off because it kind of just let them, like, oh, we're just supposed to forget about the nightmare, you know, dream. So it's like, no, we fans are going to remember that that was something that Zack Snyder brought up on the Batman vs. Superman. And we didn't ex- expect it as far as just to forget about it as if it never happened. You know, that's not how things, how things work. Right. So I was surprised when he cut it off because it's like, like I said, it's just, it was like a cliffhanger, like, so what? So it was just a scene, like a nightmare, and that's it? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. There was no, like you said, there was no perspective on it. Uh, there was no rhyme or reason other than it was there, and that's why I'm looking forward to seeing the Snyder Cut because I, I think that we're going to see that scene fleshed out a little bit, or at least um, we'll know um, why Batman had those visions. You know what I mean? Because you know, from the from the first movie, the Beaver Batman vs Superman. Where he's having these visions, and then you see the snot, or then you see the the weeding cut, and you're like, okay, well, what the hell was that in Batman versus Superman? Um, that that you know, Batman's having these visions because it didn't really seem like none of that happened in the weeding cut, and so I'm excited to see that being fleshed out because that was some, um, uh, um, you know, to me that that was one of the best scenes in the movie was that nightmare scene. That's just my take on that one. Um, uh, now, uh, go ahead and get into what I know you've been itching uh, to talk about, which is the whole uh, Ray Fisher uh, controversy uh, surrounding Josh Whedon and the original uh, version that of uh, the Justice League movie that we saw. Okay, so thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so for, for you people that don't know who... Well, what was the whole situation between Ray Fisher and Josh Whedon and the, and the Warner Bros. executives? Basically, I'm just going to give you a brief summary, summary about it. Is Ray Fisher accused Josh Whedon and the Warner Bros. executive of bad treatment. Now, that involved, uh, you know, just bad treatment on the set. That involved some racism. You know, it, involved, it was just a big mess. Now, at first, and, you, and I told you personally a lot of times, I... I wasn't mad about, about Ray speaking about it. I was not against it. If he wanted to speak about it, that's I was I was okay with it. The problem was his timing. It's like you had all this time to speak, and you wait until actually the movie's about to come out. I'm like, really? Like, why didn't you say something before? So I was very upset about that because it's like bad publicity ruins a movie. It can ruin the movie. You saw that with the Josh Whedon version. You know, right. all this controversy that was going around Zack Snyder and you know his family and everything. It took an impact on the movie. So I was I was very upset at at Ray. 
But then I decided to sit back and look at it. I was looking at it in a fan point of view. I wasn't looking at it as in his point of view. I was like, let me look at it his point of view. And after really looking at it, thinking about it, I, I have to change my perspective. I actually, I'm going to take my hat off for Ray and applaud him because he's doing something that a lot of actors and actresses in Hollywood don't have the guts to do. He's putting his career, his money on the line. Something that a lot of these actors claim to be like, oh, I'm about doing the right thing and you know, and all this other stuff. But then, but they speak after like they got all those paychecks and they, you know, you know, the company doesn't owe them, owe them anything anymore. So Ray was just you know, accusing Josh Green of racism, and and it just got into a big mess where you know the executive was like, no, they try to like throw this under the rug, like it never happened. And Ray kept fighting. Like I said, I applaud him for that because I've seen other, like I said, other actors and actresses stay quiet about it, and then all of a sudden they want to say like, oh yeah, I was treated bad. I'm like during the set, I'm like, well, why did you say something? The best example I can give you right now is you know the what's, I think his name is John Boyega from Star Wars. Right. You know who Finn? Yeah. He he said, and again, I'm not disagreeing with what he's arguing against. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the timing, just to be clear. He right. said that in Star Wars, they did not know how to write an African-American character, in which I agree with him because, it, you know, it wasn't, from what I heard, it was not an African-American writing another African-American ca- character. So who knows, you know, you know what I mean, right? Who knows yeah. better than to write a person of their own ethnicity, right? Right. So, but my problem with John is that he spoke after he was done filming all the movies. I'm like, oh, so wait a minute. So all of a sudden you want to speak. Well, you know, and one thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you there, and I'm gonna play devil's advocate to John Boyega, in the sense that you know not everything is about race, and um, uh, and certainly racism exists. Um, it's it's in comics, it's in the media, it's in entertainment. Um, okay, however, uh, the notions of racism, I don't think we're running through. Uh, George Lucas's mind and the people that helped him create, you know, the last three movies that this guy started, you know, I, I don't think that, that, you know, there was no inherent way that they was thinking like, okay, let's give him bad scenes or do or treat him bad. And another thing, if he's complaining about the writing and stuff, what he's got to understand is, dude, you're playing a clone. And so those clones you know, don't have no race, and 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 also you also got to think you're you're acting in a movie that is basically a galaxy opera. Meaning, dude, you're talking about earthlings and earth beings, maybe, or you know, you could be a clone of a human esque being. Like you might have been a clone of of a Cree. You know what I mean? That looks like a human. You know, if you know, I don't mean to mix mythologies, but I'm just saying, like, he's got to think. Like, I'm like, dude, you're just thinking so small on Earth, dude. You're talking about the galaxy now. So, it, 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 like, as Earthlings, we are Earth race. So, color don't mean shit. And so, like, what you, what you're saying, basically, in terms of Star Wars, in that mythos. Dude, it don't like it don't carry no weight because it's not that everybody's been whitewashed, but your conceptions of black and white and what that means, 
when on that type of scale, dude, it, it's different, dude. You're talking about the whole freaking galaxy. Look at Chewbacca. You think Chewbacca's looking at you? He's like, oh, you're black. Ooh, Crimea River, John Boyanga. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, you make a very good point there. I, you know, you, you give it you give it a more inside uh, scoop at it. And but going back to going back to Ray, because that's I kind of got off tra- right. track uh, there. The, the difference between both of these is that Ray is speaking now. He's speaking now because he's he could lose his paycheck. He already yeah. got written off of the of the Flash movie. I hope he stays he's, aside. Yeah, like you said, he, he's losing out on future money for standing yeah. up. And John waited until everything he filmed, all the three movies. You got all his he money. In all those page, and now all of a sudden you have a problem. To me, yeah. that's not having a problem. Right. Ray has a problem and he wants accountability over entertainment. And that's why I told you I've changed my point of view on him because I cannot go against the man who's doing the right thing. And that's why I, like I said, I take my hat off him. I applaud him. And, you know, hey, I hope he will quote unquote wins this argument. And, like I said, I hope we get to see him as cyborg because, in my opinion, I think he did a good job as as a, a cyborg, and I hope in the Zack Snyder cut he gets a bigger role because if you know, if he indeed had issues with Josh Whedon, which I think he did, it shows in Josh Whedon's version because Cyborg was basically I hate to say it, useless in that movie. I mean, he was irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, you know what, and, it, and it's crazy because um, as I've been kind of doing this, uh, the, the deep dive as we do uh, as we prep for stuff um, and looking at the history. Of uh, cyborg, and then pr- the uh, the big bad villain that we were hoping to see, and we got this BS Steppenwolf, and so now we're going to get to see the real deal, uh, with uh, with with Dark Side. Um, uh, it, it is interesting, um, how and I will give him credit for this, and I don't want to get too too comic booky because I know and we are we are definitely comic booky but I don't want to go too hardcore but I know um uh recently with the new 52 and all that they gave cyborg um elite status put him on the justice league um this isn't the first time that cyborg has been on the justice league now I've got a uh my, my man matrix lee he's gonna say well he was back in the day but we debunked that myth about him being in the justice league in the comic books he was created by marv wolfman and george perez um, for the new Teen Titans in the 80s, but he was also placed um, on the Justice League light, if you will, and yeah. their big bad was uh, uh, Darkseid in a couple of iterations of the Justice League in cartoons, and we'll get into that uh, in here in a little bit. Um, but, hey, thank you for dropping that info about Ray Fisher. Yes. We're up against our first break, so we're going to go ahead, hit that first break, so everybody – Grab yourself something to drink. Go get yourself some popcorn. And then join us on the flip side as we come back with more No Vultures, the Snyder Cut Preview. It's your man, Brother Red, and Son L. What's good, everybody? It's your man, Brother Red, and we're back with Son L. And we're chopping it up, talking Snyder Cut for uh, the new movie that's coming out. It's going to be, what, four hours, they said, right, Son L? Yeah, four hour with one minute to be specific. I don't know. <laughs> I know, man. Hey, this, is gonna, this is going to be like old school, one of them Ben Hur type of epic, epic, which is, that's what I honestly, as a comic book fan, um, Snyder is like, to me, he's really given us a treat because these are the things that we want to see in a, a comic book movie, man. We want it, the story to be told the right way, flesh it out. Even if it was at the big screen, you know, uh, 
coronavirus and COVID-19 was standing, if we were living under normal times, and I think this is something, I'm just speaking for myself, I don't know if this is for the masses, but I honestly believe that movies that are this long would do well, um, and they used to do well back in the day. Now, I know times have changed quite a bit, but if you have a hell of a story, people are going to come watch it. That's just my belief. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, I remember you told me something about it like that, that if there was this movie that was long, and then they released the movies, they would have these breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, as a kid, it's, yeah. It would fit perfectly for Sex Snyder. Like, let's take like a well, five-minute break, you know, to use the restroom, go get popcorn, whatever, you know, whatever you need is. This would be perfect for this movie. But yeah. people nowadays are not going to wait. They want it like now, 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 now. So, right. yeah. So, right. Yeah, and, and, and I think also... Because, you know, um, you know, the major motion picture companies and, you know, Warner Brothers, uh, company like that, they're looking at dollar signs and trying to maximize as much money as possible. So instead of making a four hour movie, let's make two two hour movies, you know, but the feel of that, that old school type of movie making, I applaud because that shows the artistic impression or uh, the artistic uh, uh, expression that Zack Snyder, you know, and that vision that he has for this project. And that's what I want to see, you know, as a, as a comic book purist, I like seeing somebody, you know, like we were talking about before the, uh, before the break, that mashup of, of, you know, he can't tell the entire story, but then, you know, taking elements from one and mashing it up really well with elements from other story arcs, you know, to make this epic, man, it, you know, yes. I'm excited. Um, yes. And one thing that um, that you reminded me when we were at the break that we should touch on before we move forward is um, give us a scoop on uh, the controversy as far as Zack Snyder and his family and how everything played out with Warner Brothers. Because I know that was um, something um, that fans, um, you know, it didn't set well. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, like I said before, you know, the break, uh, or actually, you know, bef- yeah, before the break, because neg- negative publicity can affect the movie. And this was a, something that happened behind the scene. Nobody really knew what the story was. There were these sources where, you know, like Spring Brand, ComicBook.com, you know, that were saying that Zack Snyder got fired. And the reason was supposedly was because he, well, it wasn't that he got fired because of this reason, but. This happened during the, when they were filming the movie that I think was his nephew, if I'm not mistaken, that committed suicide. So if from there, it's like all of a sudden he got fired. Now, to me, I feel like they use that as an excuse to fire him because things were not going right. Maybe they, they, they were not liking what, you know, like what the vision that he wanted to show us. Right. The, his movie, the Warner Bros. executives didn't like it. So they were trying to find a reason to fire him. And yeah, and that's the reason they brought Josh Whedon because they fired Zack Snyder. But to me, it's it was not the right reason. If And there was obviously some beef going on behind the scenes because when somebody passes away, you don't go fire that person, right? You just don't go like, oh, well, you know, you give them time to recover, you know, for the grief, the loss, you know, the, you know, the suffering because it's, it's you know, it's... um. Something sad when somebody passes away. So they could have paused the movie. They could have made it clear, like, okay, you know, this happened to Zack Snyder, so we're going to give him some time to recover. That's not what happened. 
and that's where the whole controversy happened and that's and it really affected the movie because like when you watch the movie you can tell like you said there were some parts you're like what are they doing you know like this is clearly Josh Whedon re-editing the the movie or reshooting, I guess, for the for the lack of, of of the term. And yeah, that's the whole controversy that I understood that happened with Zack Snyder and Warner Bros. executives. Right, and, and um, you know, I'm I'm gonna basically piggyback and agree with you, man. Like it, it just um, it didn't look good, and it was not a good look for the DC executives and the Warner Brothers executives to remove him and not allow him to have the proper time to grieve uh, for his loss. And they, like you said, they had already, you know, been given him pressure. I had read some stuff where, you know, they had sent some guys over to, you know, kind of monitor. And he really wasn't tripping on them because he was familiar with those guys. But like you're saying, the executives didn't like the tone. And I think that they don't understand. And that's, the, and this is what happens a lot. You know, Warner Brothers, you know, bought DC imprint, but you didn't, you don't have people that executives that are tried and true comic book fans. You know, they know a little bit about the basics, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. You know, they probably watched some Super Friends or something like that growing up or one of the Justice League animated series, but they're not like true, you know, diehard fans and, and not going, in, you know, deep into the mythos of DC and stuff. And one thing that I think that, um, that people, find out pretty quickly if you read dc comics and that's one thing that we talk about is dc is a lot darker than marvel it's more based in reality even though you have this um this contradiction of you know you got metropolis and gotham city and coast city and in and, and these towns in the dc universe that don't exist in real life and then you got marvel the other main you know comic book publisher who primarily is based out of like New York, you know, and then they'll have LA and even London, other cities, you know, and they got a few mythical places like Asgard and stuff like that. But for the most part, everything is grounded in our real world versus DC. You know, they mix, you know, that stuff. Um, but, but having said all that, um, when you read the comics, like you and I were talking about, the, the DC comics actually um, they have better stories. And it, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, they got the they got better stories there, and more realistic, mostly mostly important, most realistic stories compared to what I've seen in Marvel. And it's not a shot on Marvel; it's just I feel DC has more realistic uh, stories when it comes to what would, what would be the effects of having superheroes in real life. Right. Right. And then um, one of the things that, you know, we discussed that we wanted to definitely uh, touch on was um, what were some of uh, the good rumors and bad rumors relating to the Snyder Cut? Like, what are we hearing? Um, good and bad. So if you want to go ahead and take that, go ahead and jump in on that. OK, I'll, I'll def definitely will. Um, well, let's start with the good. We always want to start with the good. We don't want to hear bad stuff, you know. There's some bad stuff, but you know we'll get we'll get to that later. Um, the good stuff is well, it's not really a rumor; it's more mostly confirmed. Martian Manhunter, you right. know which Justice League I grew up watching, which is just JLA, where Martian Manhunter is there. So I'm excited to see him. Um, I hope he doesn't just have a little cameo. I hope he has a little more time. I don't think he'll be involved in the fight with 
Steppenwolf, but I hope he has a bigger role there. Just, you know, that, that way we could see him more because he's technically been hiding, quote unquote, all this, you know, all this time in these movies. That's one rumor that, you know, that we've, we've seen there. Um, another rumor that we've seen, this this one's actually been a rumor, rumor, you know, that I've seen on Screen Brand or, you know, comicbook.com is Green Lantern. Uh, rumor had it that Ray, Ryan Reynolds, I'm sorry, was going to... Uh, I don't know if it was going to be the same. I think it would have to be a different universe of the Green Lantern, but he was going to rep- reprise his role as Green Lantern as Paul Jordan. Um, right. He was going to be in the movie, but it's just been a rumor. It hasn't really been, you know, more scooped into it. It hasn't been no more speculation about it. Uh, there was a rumor that, you know, that they were gonna there was going to be a secret cameo. I thought it was going to be Green Lantern since seemed the most realistic choice. But it's been confirmed that's gonna be Martian Manhunter. Um, yeah, but he—that was one rumor that, that that was supposedly gonna happen that Hall Jordan was gonna be in this movie, and that's that's two good quote unquote rumors that we've seen so far. Now the I, I wouldn't really call it a, a bad rumor, but this is actually new. I don't know if you saw it today in the morning, but I'm gonna point it out. The, the movie's gonna supposedly end on a cliffhanger. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It could be a good thing, but it could be a bad thing at the same time, depending on how the cliffhanger or what the cliffhanger is. So um, yeah, it's gonna end on a cliffhanger. So um, I was trying to think, what 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 could they do as a cliffhanger? Maybe they just show dark side. Maybe saying like, okay, you know, kind of like Thanos, like okay, I'll do it myself this time, kind of thing. You know, maybe after Steppenwolf failed. That's that's. That's one of the three three most important rumors I wanted to address. So okay. I'll let you address those as well. Okay. Well, you know, some of the ones that have uh, some of the rumors, and I'm with you, uh, not so much of the bad, because I'm so excited for uh, the movie. If there's anything yeah. bad, it's just maybe not getting to see everybody that you want to see. Um, I'm with you, and I know we talked about this extensively, you know, um, it would be cool to see one of the Green Lanterns. You know, uh, I'm OG old school, so how? But, hey, the John Stewart one as well. Oh, that man, would be really John. cool. I'd even settle for um, if, if they did. And this is something that they want to throw in a little humor, which I don't think they will. Um, and like we said, with DC Comics, it's a darker universe than Marvel, you know, because it's grounded more in real life. But if they wanted to have a little uh, fun with it, they could get uh, – the uh, Guy Gardner uh, uh, version of uh, uh, of uh, Green Lantern, and he would be cool. But I don't yep. know. If they, I don't know if they want to go that route. I can't see Snyder doing that. But uh, you know, getting back to some of the rumors that I that I found interesting, uh, the big one for me was um, we'll get to see Jared Leto's uh, Joker. He's oh, going to make oh, an yeah, appearance. Yeah. Um, I know that we're supposed to get a little bit more Jesse Eisenberg and and, and Lex Luthor. And some of his rantings, you know, it'll make a little bit more sense. You know, some of the stuff that he was saying in uh, Batman v Superman, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to see some of that stuff fleshed out. So, you know, um, I'm excited about that. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that's been bubbling that they talked about talking about Flash, because he's one of my uh, favorite characters in the Justice League, um, is we may get to see Iris uh, West. Um which ends up being, of course, you know, his uh, future wife. And yeah. she's going to be played by Kersey Clemens, who is like an upcoming Af- uh, African-American actress. 
um she yeah yeah and and she yeah she uh i I remember watching this movie uh dope uh she was cassandra diggy's andrews in that one and then um i know some of the other movies of note that she was in was like in la minute uh she was in scoob she did the voice for one of the characters in there um she was in sweetheart and then also uh antebellum which i think that's the one that kind of really has catapulted her career um so um those are some of the good rumors and things that i'm looking forward to seeing and the only thing that would be bad was if we didn't get to see her because i know that there's two schools of thought some people were saying hey we're gonna see her some people were saying no we may not so uh hopefully we do but if we don't um you know with all the other good stuff going on um uh uh you know, I'll take it. Um, I'm looking here at Rotten Tomatoes and another one that we may get to see, and it looks like we're gonna get to see is the sod and maybe Granny Goodness. So that that's 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 cool. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh. And, and so you know, there's a lot of ways we can go with that. Um, because there's other characters, you know, if if, if we get to see Decide and Granny Goodness, I'm hoping we might get to see Dark Side, Savage Son, Calabac, and uh Maybe even his other son that he traded off with uh, High Father from New Genesis, which is Miracle Man, or oh. not Miracle Man. I'm sorry, uh, Orion. Um, and so we'll get into that in the next break uh, when we talk about the history of Dark Side a little bit, which is the big bad. Uh, no spoilers. I think everybody knows that by now. Um, but if there's anything else, uh, Sunel, do you want to cap this, or are we ready to get to the next break? I just want to say I do believe the Iris West will be in the in the movie because it, she's in the trailer. So I, unless they just cut that part of the trailer out where Flash saves her from, I guess assuming a car crash. Yeah, that's what uh, I saw. Yeah. So now, what, what do you mean that she's gonna be there? Do you mean like she's gonna have just more than just that scene, or what do you mean when like we're gonna see her more? I'm thinking that we're gonna see that scene. I think I, I know in the first movie she wasn't in there. They cut her completely out, and I, um, from what I've been reading, I, I I think that they may had already had those shoots, or they had her come back to do some reshoots. But at any rate, that scene that you're talking about with him saving her, um, may be in the movie. And so a lot of people are on the fence saying, "Oh, it's going to be in there," and then a lot of people are saying, uh, "Hold up, maybe not," you know it may not have enough time to get that part because there are going to be some other scenes with flash and his story that, you know, Snyder may decide, okay, you know, it's a little bit more important than the Easter egg of Iris West. Cause that's really, to me, what that scene is more of is kind of like a little, little Easter egg. Of, yeah, I, I agree there. You know that's what I mean? So I, I, so I don't know, but it would be cool if they did, you know, and really, the one I'm really psyched about is the Jared Leto Joker. Because, uh, yeah, I tell you what, I didn't mind uh, the Jared Leto Joker that we saw, like in the Suicide Squad. I I, I thought it was kind of cool, you know, the different way that they, you know, depicted him. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of, to me, I'm kind of hyped up for that one. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, I like. I, I agree with you. I like him too, Suicide Squad. Uh, he didn't have enough time, uh, but this, this quote-unquote new, New uh, Joker looks pretty amazing as, as well, and it seems like he's gonna be teaming up with Batman. So that's like, you, that's my favorite stories when you know the hero and their main foe, quote unquote, had to team up to beat a, uh, even a bigger threat. But right. I'll, I'll leave it there to you there. 
Right. No, no, I'm with you. And yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing is, you know, and that's the thing with Dark Side. He is a bigger threat than everything they've ever faced or seen. So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see that. What's good, everybody? This is your man, Brother Red. We want to thank you for listening to No Vultures, the JLA Snyder Cut Preview Part 1 with special guest Sunel. We'll be back with Part 2 a little bit later in the week. We're going to leave you with the sounds of Asia Zero. Thank you.